Good evening, listeners, and welcome to a world where everything is a question and nothing is what it seems. Join us on a venture deep inside the mind. It might break you or expand your consciousness. Together, we dig six feet deep into the depths. Oh, Anton, this episode is going to be fun, and it's going to be a weird world. It's almost medieval sci-fi, but it's so true to our own. You know, I don't think there's anything that isn't what is in this world, but let's just break it down to a point that just scares the shit out of everyone. Listeners, please dive deep with us into your own mind and realize that maybe this holds true to you. Take a ride. The sins of the father are the sins of the son. We've all heard it. Let's just take it to a literal stance. Everybody in your family has given you the traits that they had. And whether that's for good or bad, that's what you are. Now, we're going to describe this for the rest of the episode as the light and the dark. So when we say the light... We are talking about the pure, the people who have the traits of the bloodline that are almost sweet, the ones that we know as any religion or given, but it's beautiful. Then there's the dark. The malevolent, the liars, the cheaters, the thieves. Now, real quick, we're going to go into a a list of the light, and we're going to read it off, and this is the light side that you might pass on to your bloodline, and now realize and think about that as your sons might inherit this beauty compassion empathy selflessness humble courage patience honesty pride honor love sacrifice creativity building teamwork dreaming humor (laughs) defense fairness thoughtfulness and rational these are the things that are the dark the ones that go inside your soul that you know you shouldn't do but in this world you will pass on to your children as well uh malevolence pride lying violence trickery sadistic seduction narcissism (laughs) psychopathy bloodlust depression Self-deprecation, almost like a psychic vampire? Guile. Dark dreamer. Aggression. Erratic. Impulsive. Creativity. The creativity on that one is the most dangerous. In regards to the fact that those that are dark, their creative thoughts are those that are destructive and those that will manipulate others. And you may pass these on to your children, but with your conscience as well. You know to a certain point it will happen, but only to a certain point. So let us explain the history of how it was founded. So, at the beginning of human history, it was noticed that there was a difference between one side or the other. And those 
who were giving and caring and sweet chose to stay away from those who were dark and brooding and deceitful. The way this works out, when one or the other would have offspring, those offspring would carry the traits of their parents, of their grandparents, of those grandparents' parents. The sins of the father begat the sins of the son. Now, fast forward a little bit, and in time, it was recognizable not only that there was a difference between the two sides, there was a name for them, there was the light, there was the dark, and within those, there were the thinkers, there were the, the great amongst them, and to each, each side, it was hard to understand and to allow the other to be part of their society. They would change things up because why would you want tricksters, malevolent people, into your society as the light side? If you were to allow them into your side, then of course they would corrupt those around them or trick them out of their money or anything, any societal standard that you would try to accomplish by building a whole economy, a whole kingdom. But that must not be if the light wanted to prevail. Yet, constantly, before there were borders, the dark side was, was moving into the light. It was constantly trying to manipulate, to manifest itself, and to take advantage of those of the light because they were caring, because they were understanding, because they were compassionate. And yet, what do you do at that point? Well, as the light side, you might build walls. I would build walls and surround myself with protection to protect the ones I love. Now, in the midst of building a wall, do you think the dark side might try to intrude, try to break through? Well, it depends on the dark side. They have their own traits. And so I feel like some would sneak through to try to corrupt the other ones to leave while it was being built, the wall, of course. And then there would be some that would try to combat the wall from even being built. Correct. And that's where we have the divide and those who might leave and be corrupted by the darkness. I imagine that in, in the midst of all of this, maybe somewhere... It, it will, let's just give a reference. Maybe somewhere during the Renaissance. Yes. There would be an enormous divide between the two. And maybe even a war. And in that war, we would have light crusaders trying to evacuate and or devastate the onslaught of the darkness. Yes. And to completely eradicate, in some sense, the darkness itself. Eventually there would be a division that would create that they would have to have the light to start something against the dark. And eventually that might turn into a turf war. Yes, uh, maybe even a crusade. Eventually, yes. And over time it would probably turn into a crusade. But first, we would have those people that would slightly just come to protect the wall. Eventually, the the people who are the dark ones might take notice 
but they also have their own ideas, their own pursuits. And they would fuck. They would take anything they could and do what they wanted, and it wouldn't be really considering the wall exactly. Maybe a few. Eventually, I feel that they would go towards the wall in numbers, but not right away. They would still be fucking and be nomadic and try to, like, conquer the world as much as they could because they had their own ambitions. But the light would slowly be able to create their own cities. Well, this I believe to be true as well. The light, they are are compassionate. They are free. They're thinkers. They are strong, empathic people who work together. And as such, they would be builders. They would create things to better enhance their society against the dark. In that right, I feel like the dark would seek their power, their money, their everything that they have for their own greed. Understandable. But at first, they would want to seek the world. The only problem is once the light builds their utopia, they must now protect it. But the darkness has probably taken over a good amount of the world. Yes, since dark traits are simply more rampant than light traits, since they are easier to attain, since they're, they take less responsibility of self, there are more dark people than there are light. Anton, can you do me a favor and just explain if you were to live a life of someone who had the dark traits of someone, if you were nomadic, would you yourself go after a kingdom or go after a person in, say, the idea of you wanted to gain their money and you knew that someone had money and you would get their money and kill them because you had bloodlust? Or would you go after a city that was building their walls? So... As one of one of the darkness, I would probably inhabit certain traits such as greed, bloodlust, trickery, uh, narcissism, any 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 one or four or however many of these traits. And well, the, the more I have, probably the better I am. Well, let's say that you have pride, aggression, trickery, bloodlust perfect so i would probably be a lone wolf seeking travelers on the road most likely because that's easy prey i would certainly be seeking the light because they are trustworthy they're honorable they are compassionate people and i could play on any one of those things at any given time yes as, as a, a person of dark, I would most likely tr seek to single my trade because I may be a marketer. I may try to go across the lands and be a trader. I don't know. But at the same time, too, if I am who I am, pass through my bloodline, I am not going to harm these people, and they know it at this point. Correct. And that's the hardest part is because I have no choice in my actions. I must do what is inside of me. And I know that my actions might be a failure, but I can't resist. And then say this person who is aggressive, erratic even, or uh, aggressive, or looks for bloodlust, I may offer them my money and they will take it either way. 
and I might die as a traitor. Now, if I was in a kingdom or the utopia that the light tries to build, it would be totally different because we would all live humbly upon each other and I would help build someone. If I saw someone who was down and just trying to figure out something, I would say, hey, let me help you because I have compassion. Or They would not lie, cheat, or steal from you. Exactly. I could live upon these people. They would live with me. It would all be a utopia of pureness, light, and that's why we call them the light. And that's because it is exactly that. And it is it is passed down from generation to generation. We've mentioned that. But not only that, it is purified in either way. It is either condensed light or condensed dark. Exactly. And eventually, as you were saying too, that people would try to go and take those walls. There would be a war. And I feel like the war would be because the light would have to finally understand and be using teamwork to prevent those who attack what they love. And I feel like at first the light would would be using only defensive tactics, you know, shields and protective stances. Leave but, us alone! <laughs> and you know, try to drive back the dark. Maybe it would work for a moment. I don't think it would because the dark has these tendencies that they must fulfill and they would keep pushing and they would go more and more brazen they would they would seek to kill and when the when the light side does not kill they are at risk they are not capable of dealing with the dark side and they must take and so in the dark, they must take, and take and take. But what's better than taking a kingdom that's already built for you, in your narcissistic way? So in the end, I believe that in the war, the light side eventually breaks in some way. And to protect what they love, some must kill. I agree. And they must kill... And to those people that they put on the front lines, they have honor and pride for what they love so much that they will stand there and they will finally give up and kill to protect everything. And then they do, and that clash of war will finally no longer be defensive, as you said. It will be an onslaught of we must eradicate the dark. And, you know, maybe that battle would be somewhat of a turning point where the dark side backs because they in no way were expecting to face the the power of the light that was probably a great victory for the light side or many because the light cannot give up they must prevail in eradicating the dark so that way they don't keep coming as an onslaught because the darkness does not team up they do not have this ability to wield with each other almost a giant sword like the light does to slay their enemies right they will come at you at all sides but they do not work completely together they have too much pride they have too much self interest exactly but in reality yes the light side would find this this power to wield against the dark you know at a certain point 
it may be intoxicating they they find that they can work together and slay the darkness in their path and they're good at it not only are they good at it these men who have now slayed everything in their path why not drive it further and keep going and keep going and keep going and you know maybe they slay millions maybe they do drive the darkness out to the very borders of their lands and then they return home because they are victorious they get to they get to sing their glory and then they come home to their families to experience their greatness yet in some way they have they've brought something back with them that they did not expect they've killed and maimed and and tortured even those who have done them wrong in the past for for hundreds if not thousands of years and they did at one point feel retribution maybe they felt justified but they may rejoice at what cost now they come home to their wives they come home to their husbands they come home and they rest and they procreate and they they live their lives once again and they now spread their bloodline what was not understood at that point on their returning was that they brought something home with them an unexpected visitor and that was a darkness the darkness that they could not shed from their blood a darkness that they could not wipe off their skin from the blood of their enemies no that blood goes to their children and their children's children and slowly through science they realize that that bloodline is carried on and they realize what they have done is bring the darkness to their children and are they accepted anymore are their children or their children's children the same as they were no no I have to say no their bloodlines have been muddied the light has been mixed with darkness because their parents and their grandparents did the unthinkable they must kill and kill for the Lord the light they must kill for everything they must kill for family for honor for protection they must kill for pride and honor and they must definitely do it for love as you just said because love is the most powerful thing that drives most people in any world that we create love is so powerful but it does drive you to do crazy things ultimately the product are children who are not light nor dark they are the gray and the gray have no particular home they they have tendencies of the light and the dark they have a bloodless say or they can lie or they can cheat or they can steal yet they still feel compassion yet they still try to help others yet they still have empathy they still love and that's the problem is they can love and feel humble and still feel selflessness while they create these images of themselves that may 
darken their souls and have aggression. They may act on impulse, but that's not their fault. But that's the problem, is the light people, the seekers of light, the ones who have proven over and over again that they are so pure, they see them as not their own. And therefore they must be cast into and stay with their families, the front lines. So there have been, in, before this war, the greys, where the dark have seized the light and maybe raped or pillaged. The light took in the children of the grey, or uh, of, of the falsified, the, the ones who are soiled. They were few and far between before the war, but after, an overwhelming force of these individuals who were not quite light, who were not quite dark. And the only way that the light could genuinely take these people in was to use them as a front line, because they could not be completely integrated into light society because they weren't light, but they weren't dark. Obviously, we bring you now to the current day of this world. There is now a beautiful utopia built of the light. It is so magnificent, people working together, and, and technology has expanded beyond belief. There are still the walls. There are the other walls that lie the other ones that are the warriors, the front lines that are mixed with the greys, and they're mostly greys now. But they remember their fathers and their fathers' fathers, and they still have that honor, and they still uphold it for the light. The people who are pure, and yet the darkness has risen. The darkness has never gone away. It's actually more prolific than, than the light could ever be. It's because they, they breed like crazy. They're nymphomaniacs. They are liars. They, they cheat. They thieve. They, they change the landscape at a whim and have no regard for any other. This is where the gray stand up. They protect the, the light like no one else can because they can kill, because they can lie, because they can infiltrate and deceive the dark. They have remorse of it all, which is why they know they must protect the light. Because yes, their fathers and their father's fathers and their father's fathers have done so, so they know they must have deceit to do so. They must use trickery. They must use tactics in a military way. They must they can be violent even. And use aggression when they have it. Because that's the way to survive and to protect the light. The greys are more useful now than ever. They are the military force. They are our boys on the front lines. They are our troops, and they are praised by the light, but they are never part of the light. And that's where things start to fall apart. And let's go from there to say that the, the dark, the dark has now risen and sporadic again. 
They're nomadic, but with more technology, they've stolen from traders and caravans, and they have done so much to build their own little cities, their own little towns, but they do so in a way like a whim of like the Wild West, in a sense, where it's all chaotic, and it's all run by half-assed people who all want their own vigilante justice, and, and gang tactics, and... They even have improvised weapons. They have bombs. They have strong will to take down that which has, which they don't. Now, you must consider, what does this world do now? You have utopias, and they're surrounded by the Dark Ones. Is it going to happen again? Or is it going to proceed to a land of peace? This land of peace. Who knows? Anton, would this land come peaceful? No. No. I, I do not believe that. The dark has, in its own way, felt degraded. It, the dark side, the people of the dark, have felt like they have been left out of the utopia they they feel like those who are light have been keeping all of the good things that they want and they deserve from them for for decades for generations for centuries and they will never stop until they get what is theirs yet the light has now become so distant from from the dark because they've had their their forces they they've had their military protect them and their defenses built so high because they have been so strong in their will to build and to work together and they are peaceful they are strong they are beautiful but they've reached a sense of complacency and in that their complacency has alienated the gray their first line of defense they don't get to be part of the light the grays don't get to appreciate all of the great things that the light have because they are not them they are not as trustworthy they they have a darkness in them that will never be reconcilable with the light and then at the same time too the dark they also have had their own grays and they are going to go through the extreme lengths to suffer make them suffer to make them suffer and kill those grays that are not purely dark and don't succumb to the beautiful darkness that goes inside of their blood that makes their blood curdle in joy but they must kill them or they must swallow them in darkness and they might have to do that in ways that is torturous or trickery but the greys may either go along with it to become dark and be swallowed within that but or, who knows or die they must die in a sense if they do not succumb but that's the problem they still have those tendencies they still have those tendencies that are inside them that they want to Maybe explore it. Maybe more than others. It depends on the bloodlines. We all have generations. 
so we must have to realize that the dark and the light both look down upon the grays in a way that is just you are neither one of us or if you are you must go through extreme lengths to be maybe a part of us yeah it, it is either assimilate or be killed or alienated after i don't know maybe it takes centuries of this but in this world where your bloodline determines exactly who you are so many are taken on one side or the other because history has has made them so so diverse and so separated that you are caught in the middle that you and and all of your loved ones are alienated from both of the the greatest powers in this world what happens what happens well i just want to take this time right now to say listeners remember you can email us at into the depths 666 at gmail.com to let us know what you think what would happen and how you would feel if you are a dark or a light if you feel like you're a gray let us know you guys we also have our facebook page our Instagram, if you want to contact us that way. I don't care what social media thing you use. We don't. But just let us know. We want to hear from you Come what you us. would believe. But real quick, I'm just going to jump back into it. And I want to say that this, I feel like, is the time for the Second Great War. The dark has now rised so much that the light cannot ignore it again. And they have their, their written scripts. And they know that they had to do a Great War once. A cleansing... And then the dark must be eradicated from this world again. And the dark comes back full fucking force. Even bigger than the last time. And this is where it gets dangerous. Is because there's a good damn population of the greys to be used on either side of the dark and the light. They're both muddled, muddled little fucking things. It's like, you know what, you're nothing, you are the first line of defense and the second and the third and the fourth you will fight for us or you will be disbanded or killed exactly and this war I feel like when it comes from the side of the light they're going to not spare any of them because they're going to use the idea almost like any great totalitarian would and use them and say honor pride use it just so you can sacrifice yourself for love of your light brothers your light community your kingdom of light that that may very well be true and it might even be indoctrinated on the light side to say that dying for the light will cleanse the darkness in your soul no i agree that's fucking a good point i mean that's a great way to say it because many pastors or any religious people we send mosques and all that kind of stuff might be built in this world they would use that as a religious standpoint the darkness would be cleansed from your soul i really love that and then the dark would say you must die to get rid of the goodness in you because yeah. it's really or, bad or it's, prove that you are one of us you are nothing unless you're pure evil Show us that you can lie, cheat, kill, and steal like us. 
be one of us. Be, ride with us. Don't be a fucking pussy. And if you have a question about it, they push you to the ground and make you smother that earth into your mouth. And if you don't like it and you say stop it, they fucking slit your throat right then and there. I guarantee it. They're not simple light folk, the dark ones. They're quick to just bloodlust and be like, ah, ah, yes, I've got another kill. And they, they love it. What's worse is that if they want to torture you, maybe they're sadists. The, the fact is, this is no world for a gray. There's no, there's no rights. There's no real rights for a gray. No. So let's, let's just imagine what happens when after a point there are so many grays beyond battles and battles and, and infiltrations and and seductions and and destruction let's say after the first great war and the greys were created and now they must go through this war themselves fully as grown-up children after hearing their father's speeches that came from their father's father's speeches and their great 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 father's speeches how would they react now knowing that they must be pushed into this great war would they take it or leave it? Maybe they go through it a few, a few battles. I but feel eventually, like we must think, what's the mind of a gray? What would you do if you were a gray? Say you had compassion, humbleness, trickery, and violence. How would you live your life as a gray, but muddled? You know, I would probably seek out a life of a spy. Or, or an un undercover agent um, I would I would try my best to to live a life under which I was raised and to support the side that I was on but it would never it would never feel right I, I would never be accepted and yes I would spend many years trying to prove my worth and yeah maybe maybe I'd be able to have a family maybe with another gray because I certainly couldn't breed with another another light or another dark or another dark idea. no that I would be completely disbanded one way or the other now what would you do on, uh, as a gray on the dark side living with pride and narcissism and impulsive behavior yet you are also empathic and have honor I would feel like I'm a great person if I were to be that way on the dark side I would always realize like I am a great person I would strongly know that I am the best but I must have pride in what I do. And that's the problem, though, is because I'm impulsive. So I must react to what I need to do. And I'm a great warrior as a gray. I know what to do when it needs to be done. And I will do so humbly and proudly in my own right as a dark one. But I also have empathy. And as I kill those people, I'm sad. And the problem is, though, is that 
I have to have honor in what I'm doing. But everything that creates everything is empathy. So I feel and I take home my kills with me and it bothers me and I sulk about it and I drink a lot and I must do what I have to do. But I sulk because those those lives still see me when I go to sleep. They look at me and ask why and I know the pain that they felt. And it bothers me. And I don't know why I must do what I have to do, but I know I'm a great warrior. And I know I'm a great leader. But I know that I could do better in this world because I don't need to be fighting for someone else. Because I'd be better than them and I don't need to kill relentlessly. So we just want to say that's how we want to bring it across. And this is tough as a gray. This life, this world is not easy. You have to accept what you're given. But yet slowly, yet surely, your your bloodline will get muddled, muddy. And if you are anything but one or the other, there are two enormous walls on either side of you closing in at, at any time. And you feel stuck. You feel like you have no place in the world, but you must fight for one side or the other, lest you be eradicated. So let's get into the war, the last great war. The light have now seen that they are a threat. The, the light has now seen that they have the threat of the Dark Ones who are now impeding on their utopia. And the Dark Ones are coming with sadistic, frothing at the mouth, fervor. Oh man, they're loving this. And they're coming to claim what they think is theirs. Then the Greys are the front lines of both parties. What do they do? Do they accept what they are? This is, this is where I think the turning point is. There are two great wars before, and this is the third. But as the, the warriors converge, the, the great fields of battle meet, there's something that happens. The front lines stop. And they meet each other, not in battle, but in acceptance of one another. If you guys recall, if you haven't, look it up. In World War II, there was a beautiful commotion that happened between two sides of the Americans and the Germans. They stopped because it was Christmas Day and they missed their families. And they came together on Christmas Day and they met. They yeah, drank. They put, up, they, they put up Christmas trees. They, they, they set down their weapons. They came together. And then they went back the next day to kill each other. But we're talking about coming together and having an emotional connection that relieves the tension and realizes that, you know what, this is not what we need to be. And they relinquish themselves from said battle. You know, I feel like there would be an immense confusion at this point. Because maybe there was some talk between the greys on either side. Maybe there was some communication there. Oh, there's probably some spies they were caught and you were connecting with them and saying hey we feel the same way go tell them that we do because this is not a joke we are trying to tell you we want to come to peace we can't stand to fight for the light 
And they go, well, we're, we can't stand for the dark. We're just the front lines. We're not accepted. You think we're just the same? And then there was a, a connection. And this is this is the picture I want to to weave or paint for you. The front lines on either side meet nearly face to face. Guns, weapons, whatever, drawn. They they look each other in the eye. They disperse. They they all move in different directions. This was talked about. This was decided upon somewhere along the way. And now the 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 light side and the dark side have now lost their their greatest warriors, their greatest ally. They they have no front line and now they're 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 raw. Now they must disperse their own troops of light and dark to fight their own war. Now, that's the problem. The light cannot kill unless they have the honor. The dark want to kill. But they're reckless and they they would sacrifice their friend in an instant. So, in this, the greys have left and the light and the dark are, are, are face to face and they have at it. The creation, the, the end result of that is the progenitus of only greys. These greys now go on to live their life in separate parts of the world. These greys have now taken a part of the dark and the light yet move on to build these cities these beautiful towns but what do they do do they look back no no at this point both the light and the dark are in shambles they have no idea what to do the dark had to disperse and and run and the light have had to kill the dark had to disperse in the idea where they took care of themselves. They didn't look at their brothers or their friends or their loved ones because they didn't really love them. They looked at everything else and they dispersed to where what was necessary to survive. Now the light, they were in shambles as well. They had no other choice. They tried to restore what they had as like monasteries. They had to break down everything to continue the light. It may not be the same and they may have fewer numbers, but they are there now. In the battle against the light and the dark, the dark may not have been the perfect force against the light's defenses, but they were willing to kill and they were willing to rape and pillage. Once they, they raped and pillaged and created offspring, what do you think the offspring were? Gray. Gray. They were gray. And maybe, even though the, the, gray, the, the dark could not completely snuff out the light, they managed to create a, a whole new generation 
of grays. And those grays had somewhere to go. For a city that was for people like them. And after that, the cities of the light and the dark dwindled. Because there was no middle ground for them. They were all extremes and they couldn't maintain. The light couldn't fight for their their right to be and the dark couldn't coordinate themselves to be anything. But the greys could do both. Without the greys, the battle between the light and the dark is a bloody one. The dark comes to rape and pillage and the light only knows defense and they can push and they can push but they can never keep their home safe from the dark the difference is that the dark will take from the light the raping the pillaging only creates what gray the gray and in that the grays have no place to be because the shattered image of both sides remains. They are not what they used to be. There is no utopia. There is no great land anymore. But they've heard through rumor, through messages, that there is somewhere for them. There is a place for the gray. There's always a place. And almost many people would think when you listen to this story that we just created, Anton, what would you say the gray mostly resemble? Humankind. Humankind today. Right here, right now. That's exactly why we want to bring that to you guys because we started with this idea. Anton came up with the idea and he reminded me of this saying. The sins of the father begat the sins of the son. And then he came up with this idea, and then he started talking to me about it, and we realized this almost comes to the point where we are now. But we want to say that this is a different story that we've created because it's got a mythical force. And truthfully, I didn't really want to accept the greys into the storyline because I wanted it to be such a diverse, such a, a separated group from one another, the dark and the light. But Brennan instilled in me the, the understanding that the idea of the gray made this human. You have to realize that some of these things almost coincide with history. And I didn't want to make him feel this way. It was just my ideas. And soon we will have our own Patreon for our second season, which will be episode 11. We will be creating our second season because that's how we want to do things. And we might start a Patreon because we want to make sure that you guys want to listen to us talk. Because this is the things that we go through. It's a fun debate that we have. And it's it's never perfect. It's always this, this amassing, brainstorming multitude of ridiculousness before we get to you. And still, it's all of those things. And we love you guys so much. Remember to subscribe to us on CastBox and also we want to say thank you to the listeners we have 
55 subscribers at CastBox right now. Boop, boop. Thank you, guys. Also, listen to our Facebook page because we have updates coming to you. We have Instagram. We just want to say thank you guys so much. We don't want to say our personal Instagrams anymore. Season 2, you won't hear that just, shit. Just come get us, man. Just come at us with our email, as we said before. We fucking love you guys. Thank you for listening. And overall, we just want to say... Remember to always reach six feet deep into the dust.